Thanks for checking out I Love Lucifer, the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please review, subscribe, and share with other podcast enthusiasts. And now, I Love Lucifer. The fantasy of their day job turns into a living nightmare when the lines of reality are blurred as two B-movie starlets battle movie monsters by day and real monsters by night. Now, if they could only get along with each other... You bitch! When the cameras stop rolling, the real terror begins. I love Lucifer. Created by Susie Singer Carter and Don Priest. Episode 2, See No Evil, Smell No Evil. Directed by Robert Bocage. God damn it! Like I needed to spend half my day waiting for you and the other half looking for your phone. I should be home getting ready for my feature photo shoot. Featuring me. I know, I know. I'm I'm really sorry. Not as sorry as I am. If it's not in the trailer, we'll just go. <sighs> Kitten heels. What? Jeffrey Campbell? I got the same ones in black. Mm-hmm. Don't you just love them? Um, if I didn't, why would I have them in red, too? Oh, what? Are you joking me? I would kill for them in red. Shut up. As you may recall, the time is that halcyon era of the year of our Lord 2019. The setting is a low-budget horror movie set, like so many of old. And the primary characters, Tanya, along with her delectable young companion, Holly, are currently approaching a simple makeup trailer with the mundane goal of searching for Holly's cellular telephone. But what they don't know may kill them. In the very trailer where Tanya and Holly are headed, a real live monster has just eaten makeup artist Frankie alive. Eaten alive is itself a turn of phrase that's always puzzled me as Frankie is very much no longer alive. As Tanya and Holly near the fateful, fearful trailer. Isn't that Frankie's little dog? Yo, Lucy, come here. What are you doing here? Why is he shivering? How do I know? I don't know dogs. Okay, too many kisses. Yes, yeah, that's enough. Seriously. <laughs> he loves you. You're, you're a total dog person. No, I'm not. I'm a me person. At that moment, from the trailer emerges the monster. No longer appearing to be a monster, he has returned to the form of our unimposing pint-sized little background player, Kevin. He finishes chewing and swallowing... something. Oh, hey, did you happen to see my phone in the trailer? A phone? No, sorry. Darn. Okay, thanks. Man, that sucks. Nice working with you. And little Kevin leaves, the picture of height-impaired innocence. Holly and Tanya approach the trailer without the slightest ounce of trepidation. Frankie! Did I leave my phone in there? Please, 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 please. <gasps> oh my god! 
that is my poor daughter and her lovely young protege reacting to the sight of all that remains of a once vital personality. A gooey skeleton with a few dangling scraps of flesh, only recognizable as the late Frankie due to the shredded remains of Frankie's clothing, as well as the skull's still perfectly intact mane of luscious hair flowing from the signature sensational red cap. Not knowing what else to do, they summoned the authorities to the violent murder by dialing 911. Where's the police already? This is like a nightmare. One of my movies. Tell me this is a dream. I really wish I could. But if it was a nightmare, one of my movies, that's exactly what you'd say. It having been an hour and a half since they were last in the trailer and saw Frankie's remains, Tanya decides to peek in again and see if anything has changed. Maybe it wasn't so bad after all. But alas, it's still bad. Horribly. Horribly. Dare I say, bloody bad. Oh, shit. It's real. It's so real. It's your phone. Yeah, I know. Don't be embarrassed about being scared. We're in a very scary situation. Go up yourself. Hello? On the phone is my favorite character in this story, a, a one-off oozing with unparalleled charm and a supreme breadth of fascinating knowledge and innate wisdom, all of which serve a long career pretending to be other people, a vocational actor. The bugger was born with an irritating amount of talent that has given way to many roles of enormous variety and nuance, played with such versatility, such magnificent range. Indeed, you've probably already guessed, on the phone is none other than Tanya's peerless father, Nigel. Hello, Sausage. I've got brilliant news, and I knew you'd want to be the first to hear. Nigel? Darling, I told you, you may call me Daddy, just not in public. Yep, I gotta call you back. No need. I just wanted to tell you that, at last, the industry has come to recognize uh-huh. the pedigree of one humble vocational actor. Yeah, okay. Perhaps I may be the catalyst for raising the tragically accepted American standard of entertainment. Okay, and well, lastly, yeah. be the vehicle that delivers the masses uh-huh. directly to the door marked art. You got the hemorrhoid spot, super. To soothe, relieve, and comfort. I gotta go. Uh, someone reported DB, uh, Tanya Thompson. Yeah, uh, me, a DB? Wait, you're reporting a TV? You don't like what's on your television? Turn it off. You could try talking dirty to it. That turned me off. What? What? I, I didn't say TV, I said DB. TB? Tuberculosis? We're not doctors. But you're trying our patients. We're officers of the law. Yeah, read the badge. Hey, wait, mine don't say officers of the law. It says police officer. Yeah, don't worry, we'll look into that. Good. Good catch, ma'am. It's Tanya, and look, I didn't say TB. I said DB, which is what whoa, you said. Whoa, whoa. Take it easy. easy. Ma'am, you're being hysterical, not the funny kind. What is going on? Are you police or what? Are we police? Police? You believe this screwy dame? Hey. No, dame. What? Listen, ma'am, are you reporting a DB or not? I called to report 
a dead body. What's left of it? In that trailer. Hey, how hard was that? I'll take a look. By the way, DB means dead body. Then why didn't you say that? Don't tell me how to do my job. Uh, Dames, you want to take a look in here? Do we have to? You need us to identify a hymn? No, you need to start singing a hymn. Like Swing Low Sweet Chariot, because making a false report to officers is a jailable offense. Oh dear. My poor daughter and her lovely young protege peek into the trailer and they find it perfectly and mysteriously clean. No sign of struggle. No corpus delicti. No blood. In the vernacular, zilch. As if the horrific happening hadn't happened. A jailable offense, ma'am. It's Tanya. Tanya. And I didn't make a false report. She really didn't. I saw it too and We're not addressing you, miss. Except maybe with our eyes. Excuse me? That's blatant sexual harassment. You never heard of me too? I haven't heard of you. Sorry, sweetheart. You're not my type. No. And why is she a miss? Hey, look. I found something amiss. The officer holds up a rather artificial-looking zombie prop and makes an equally artificial zombie... That's horrible! You want to know what's horrible? What's horrible is calling the police under false pretenses. Yeah, our job is to protect and serve. And not serve as PR for low-budget movies. What the hell are you talking about? This is beyond crazy! Frankie's body just disappeared along with... Every drop of blood? Give it a rest. Or we'll arrest you, ma'am. Arrest me for what? Really? What What charge? No charge. We'll do it for free. You're welcome. Are you guys for real? I'm telling you, there was a violent crime you need to investigate. And that's just what we did. Our work here is done. Yep. Now listen, miss, she's wound pretty tight. Be careful. No telling when she'll snap, but she will. Hey, oh, I'm standing right here. You see? Yep. Take my card, kiddo, just in case. Officer Schwartz and Pagana saving lives since 2019. It's what we do. You can't just print that on the card, dude. It has to be proven. Listen, next time you or your mom here oh, want on. to report a murder or share a late night coffee, call us and I, I think we can forget that this ever happened. The death these eyes have seen. Happy to talk about it. Love to. The two curious officers leave. And now Tanya and Holly are left with a greater mystery than ever before. As Tanya drives away with Holly and the little dog Lucy in her car. Something really weird is going on. Thank you, Miss Obvious. I just keep thinking that zombie extra Kevin has something to do with this. I think he had everything to do with this. I want to talk to Larry. He's the one who hired the little murderer. He should know where to find the midget. That's not politically correct. Ooh, I'm sorry. I'll stick to little murderer. Tanya rings Larry, her agent slash lawyer slash producer slash bookie slash practically purveyor of prostitutes who is currently in the midst of his own phone call. Yo, Jesus is king is dope as fuck. What? Larry. No, Larry Steinman. Thanks for picking up Kanye, my man. Your cousin said you're cool as shit. Well, you say mistake, I say serendipity. Wait, 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 wait for it. Ready? The Kanye West wing. Everyone will want to see you in the Oval Office. So yeah, think about it. I'm getting another call. I'll send you the one sheet. Larry Steinman. Larry? Something 
horribles happen. Is Holly okay? What? Jesus, yes, she's fine. It's Frankie. He's dead. Like, dead. We found him with all his flesh torn off. It was... And we called the police. And then the body, Frankie's body, Frankie's dead body just disappeared. And we don't know where it went. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. The yeah. Take a went... breath, honey. It's not the end of the world. He wasn't that talented anyway. I'm kidding. But he wasn't that talented. Okay, listen. Nothing you could do about it. Go home and relax. You've got a big photo shoot tonight. I can't go to a photo shoot now. What is wrong with you? But honey, it's the feature. Are you senile? We need to talk. Now. Okay. Jesus. I'll be at my loft at 15. <sighs> Effin' agent. Fucking diva. <coughs> Effin' dog. Let's drop him off at your place. There's no pets allowed. I live alone, and that's how I like it. Yeah, I know, but what else can we do? God damn it. So my favorite daughter, Tanya, leaves little Lucy in her own domicile and returns to Holly in the car. He's in the bathroom with water and a frozen pizza. What? If he's hungry, he'll eat it. I didn't say anything. <laughs> Shit. Your phone. I know. Hello, Ian. Hello, Tanya. Now, don't get your hopes up. This is not a personal call. Larry just told me about Frankie. Silly tosser. That's a bit of a shock. Bit of a shock? It was horrible. Let's add unprofessional. Quitting without notice. That's why I'm ringing. Do you recall the name of the makeup girl we used on So You Think You Can Die? Wait, wait, what? Geraldine. Bugger, it just came to me. Well, um, that was entirely enlightening for me and completely useless for you, other than the opportunity to hear my charming voice, don't you think? Uh... Okay, then. Ta-ta! Okay. See you on set. Oh, sorry, darling. Not tomorrow, no. I'm working on my new molds in my studio. Don't cry. It's just one day. Cheers, then! Why didn't Larry tell Ian the truth? This whole thing is beyond freaky. Ian's accent is adorable. It's mildly adorable. He likes you. He likes everyone. I think he like-likes you. I think you should shut-shut your mouth. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the role of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The Shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. Our two pulchritudinous protagonists arrive at the underground parking structure of Larry's loft. Picture the scene. The typical dingy concrete pillars. The typical pallid fluorescent lighting. Ugh. 
What's that horrible smell? I don't smell anything. Behind them, unseen by them, rusted aluminium piping on the wall begins to a strange and mysterious transmogrification. You can't smell that? What did I just say? Oh my god, it, it's it's like somebody threw up in my nose. Charming. Well, it's disgusting. It's like oh. What are you doing? Get your nose out of my scarf. I can't stand it. Get off my scarf for F's sake, all right? Unbeknownst to them, the transmogrification continues until the pipes become a humanoid form. An ancient man hunched over, hairy. And what parts of him aren't hairy are covered with bloody scabs. He could be a hobo. If there is currently a homeless problem, in hell. So gross! How can you not smell that? Oh my god! Oh, calm down! Then, the humanoid with blood oozing out of its pores finally catches their attention by singing. Singing a ditty. I'm going down this road feeling bad. Here's some change. There you go. I'm going down this road Okay. Don't want the change then. Oh my god, those teeth. Sir, could you just scooch over a bit so we can get to the elevator? He's not scooching. I'm down in Let's just take the stairs. In my scarf. God damn it. Sorry. It's my stress-induced nose thingy. I'm down in Oh, here we go again. Come on. Move. We have an appointment. Okay, the both of you, you're done. Stop! Just stop! Shut up, you disgusting fragrant. Oh, darling, I think you mean vagrant. With superhuman speed, the disgusting and not at all fragrant creature lunges and grabs both of our frightened ladies. Tanya lashes out in a desperate attempt to shove him away. But when she touches him, her sight goes black and her mind's eye is overwhelmed by an horrific vision. She sees, underwater, a child drowning. A scabby hand forcing the child's head down. Down. Still, the scabby hand holds the child's head underwater as the child struggles, almost dead. I'm afraid our story has once again turned dark and macabre. For while in her mind, my poor Tanya suffers from a vision of sheerest horror, in the real world of the parking structure, she has collapsed. A scabby being looms over her, pale eyes devouring her agony. And Holly struggles in vain to escape the creature's grip. Which is a most terrible place to leave you, poor listeners. Waiting for the next episode. I am truly sorry. Hey, thanks for listening to I Love Lucifer, the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please review, subscribe, and share with others who might fall in love with I Love Lucifer, too.